How many people, how many people signed up for this? 1,200. Oh. Dude. Yes, my love. Uh, okay. D up right back. I got something. Right, go ahead, How many people sign up for this? 1,200. Oh. Dude. Yes, my love. Uh, okay. D up right back. I got something. Right, go ahead, How many people sign up for this? 1,200. Yes, my Yo, D. I'm on um, mute. Hold on. Yeah, no problem. Oh, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I thought I was on mute. What's up? Okay. <laughs> uh, yo, there's this thing. Um, there's this thing I want to talk to you and Darius about, about because I'm trying to draw all these parallels of like history and what you guys did. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing for me about um, like all, all these stories about men who had unfulfilled journeys, like they tried to do something which was like, you know, valiant, but they ultimately ended up not really achieving what they wanted to achieve. They, ne they, ne they never found empire, you know what I mean? They, they didn't find it anyway, because it was already there, but the quest to do that was, you know, we get it, but they never fulfilled the total narrative. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about, um, I'm curious, I want to ask you guys about this whole thing about what you want to get out of the journey and what you end up not getting versus what you end up, what you gain and what you end up not gaining. You know what I mean? The lessons learned, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just feel, I don't know. I don't know why, man. I don't know why. I just feel like <laughs> you all out there making that film just is so, um, it just seems so when you were making it, it was just, it was mythological, it was mythological for me. You know what I mean? Like I just can only imagine. So I just, I don't know, maybe I'm making stuff up, but I feel like it's, um, just in general, any, any, in your practice anyway, you know, this seems like this might be the embodiment of like the danger, the cost, the, the lack of money, the story to be told, the people that went to make it, like what you got out of it, what you learned, and then what you unlearned, and then what you 
what you put forward that you weren't able to achieve. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of it is it's a lot of it is um a lot of it is the parallels of filmmaking, right? It's like you how many times do we strive to make something for so many reasons we can't and and when you're making a movie that has so many inherent physical obstacles any way to make it that experience is magnified that's it that's it that's it you know because um you know and it, and it becomes its own little journey about uh you know man versus nature in a certain way it's like you know so many you know you start with so many grandiose ideas of how you want to tell a story visually and you realize okay we're kind of at the beck and call of what nature will give us and how do we play within those goalposts. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. That's good. Good. Um, okay, so I think Maria's about to get the YouTube link so that YouTube will get hot ahead of uh, the other thing. Um, I'm just gonna go, uh, let me see if she sent it yet.
Hello. You hear me? There. Yeah. Hello. Hey, hey. How are you? <laughs> How are you? Good, man. Good to see you, man. Oh, good to see you too. You look very good. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. <laughs> I love the, the, I love the thing you did with the reader. I was saying, uh, I really, I really loved it. It was really, really very strong, very good. Oh, thank you, man. No, <laughs> me, me excited about this. I'm excited about this, brother. <laughs> thank you for doing this uh, together. Uh, no, no, this is, this is a thing. Really couldn't be a better person. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Where, where are you now? Are you, are, you, are you in your place in the France, in south of France? No, I'm in a French place. I'm a French place in south of France. Uh -huh. And he's, uh, he's an artist called Eric Ifergan, and he's... Uh, oh, yeah. You know Eric? Oh, yeah, I know his work very well. Yeah. Yeah, and he's... Um, and he, this is his uh, workshop, like it's a studio where he puts all his things. He's the only <laughs> place that was really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Small world, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Okay, you see me? You see yes. me yeah, you're good. It's perfect. You on mute. You on mute. You on mute, Dave. Who is on mute? Okay. Doug Torres. Good. I was muted. Torres, um, you mute on purpose? Yes, I didn't I didn't want to talk so loudly, Darius. Um so <laughs> Just so we all know, right now we are currently on YouTube. We're streaming on YouTube because we have to send that feed ahead of the uh, broadcast feed for um, for uh, 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 Zoom. So Darius, just so you know this, so that what we'll do is right at 12 o'clock, we'll do a little, you know, uh, right before 12 o'clock, we're gonna broadcast and we'll go live on Zoom and then we'll start. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, that will be the process. So now that we're all here and good, um, and everyone's happy with uh, their, their sound and their video. Darius, can you hear us both pretty good? Yes, very well. Okay. And, you and Bradford, you're good, buddy? Very good. I hope I will be understandable with my French accent. Sometimes it uh, creates problems. I hope you, you, you understand. No, we, we, it's, the problem is you might, under, might not understand us. <laughs> Doug on the set sometimes looks like, look at me like this. <laughs> I'm always understanding you, my friend, and just and so we know that there's a we have um and I just got a text. There's already 25 people on YouTube who are watching us. Overall, Darius, we had about 1,200 people sign up, so we'll see how many people come. You know, maybe we get you know six, seven hundred. You know, because based upon last time, it was about 65 percent, 70 percent, 65 percent of who signed up actually viewed us. Um, so that'll be pretty exciting. So. Uh, you know, so we, already, or we are already live then. We're already live on YouTube, which would just be a couple of people who are just streaming it. They click in the uh, the YouTube link, but on Zoom, we'll go live at 12. And that's when we officially start. So right now, this is just kind of a little bit of a, a tech test and, you know, just kind of like unofficial, um, you know, before we launch it. I want to um, see Brad too. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> A long time. I remember when I met you. It was so nice. It's incredible. My wife even remembers that day. That was insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she remembers. That was such a. Yeah, I really remember it. The surprise. The surprise. Yeah. We were look. We were looking for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was amazing, man. That was. That's true. Yeah, you know, wherever you. <laughs> exactly. 
and then uh, and then uh, and then AJ AJ and I talk about you talk about you all the time, you know. Oh yes, AJ is wonderful, 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 right? He's like a spirit, he's like a very special person. Very, very, very special person. Yeah, man. I'm glad you guys are. Thank you, thank you for for. I'm sure you introduced. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nice this introduction because the way he he said, yeah, you know, thank you. It's a, it's a wonderful person to meet him. You know? Yeah, it's special. Means a lot to us, you know. Yeah. And thank you, thank you. Of course, thank you for all the love you're giving the Black Wings, man. Thank you. Please, yeah, I like the incredible special lenses. Yeah. Oh, great, man. Very thoughtful. Very, very special. So, so lenses that are made uh, today, they are. Yeah, especially yeah, they they they. I don't know. I don't know how they're made, but they. Very, very, very exciting to, to you feel when you are. Is it okay to talk already? We can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, this isn't the official thing, but you and Brad should. You can talk about. I don't. That. I don't like talking about technical things. I'm not a big technical person. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. But, but but these lenses, it's not. It's not about technical things. When I when I when I talk about them, there there are. It's like spirits. Like you, like 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 you can share these lenses when you use them. And the way I mean, with Neil, and I know you're behind Neil Phantom. Um, I think you're, you we're sharing ideas. It's not like oh no no, these lenses are like this. This is the way. That's the way they perform. These lenses is like music. It's like uh, you play with them, and then you send them uh, to be changed. You know, it's like a race. Like imagine if I was a race driver, and I <laughs> you know, it's very exciting. Great. Yeah, we're excited, man. We thank you so much for. You just trying them. And we're happy. We're happy they work for you. You know. Yeah. No. Thank you for 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 letting us. You know, have them that they exist. No. There, there will be at the end. I will ask some technical stuff at the end um, about you guys and your choices. <laughs> no, I'll just tell you because people have been sending in questions about that. They're really curious uh, about how you guys choose lenses for storytelling. So I think that in in the vein of talking about you know what type of glass works for you guys and storytelling and how it evokes it. You know, let's talk about that, you know, at the end, because a lot of questions have come in on the technical side about how you guys choose glass. Mm. Okay, I did, okay. Yeah, I don't know how I choose glass. I only use, I just, I, I just read whatever Darius used then then I use that. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I just read, I just, I just, I just ask what you use then then I use that. <laughs> no, I would be the same with you. No, it's just like, you know, it's like family. It's like we, we work like wolves, like family. You know, we, we are animals. Like we, we, we know this in the very small family where we, we exist, we use this and we hear we're using this or we, or we being, you know, and it's, oh, if, if he's using this, you know, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I don't know you, but I know you, you know, and. Yes. And let's, let's try, you know, let's try it. Let's try, it. let's put it in our lens and these lenses come out. Because I test a lot of lenses, not because of the black wing, I, I tested a lot of lenses. So we, when I say I love them, it's because, you know, they're special. I appreciate it, we appreciate it. Yeah, I, I use, you know, you know, like you, we use lenses from the 60s and, and older, maybe older, I don't know. And we try all sorts of things. I know, I'm sure you're, you're yeah, yeah, like a crazy, crazy person. Yeah, like like me, like I'm sure, and and uh, you know, 
it's true. It's true. That's we, choose we choose lenses, but I don't know we'll talk about it after. Yeah, I want to hear you. I want to hear you talk about it. I'm, I'm yeah. very, I'm very no, here you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> You'll both talk about it. Trust me. Um, all right, so we're just about two minutes, everyone. I'll tell you when we'll do a countdown to we'll go live. And then, Darius, just so you know, I'll do a little introduction in the beginning. We'll say it, we'll kind of say a few year words like we we did uh, last week. Probably also, we're going to also hold just a few moments of silence uh, like we did last week, just at the beginning, like a virtual moment of silence for everything that's going on in the world. And then we'll get into the discussions. Okay, my friend? Sure. We're already in silence mode. Yeah. Well, just we're, we're, you, we're, the three of us are preparing nicely. I want to see you guys. Yeah. You, you see us, right, Darius? You see all three of us? I see you very well, yeah. Right, good, good, okay. See brother, I see I've been seeing, and Doug I haven't seen for some time. So you, I, pin, I pin on the thing here, pin video. Now I see Brad on big screen. And now I see Doug on big screen. Oh, you're changing your view mode, yeah? yeah. No, just, yeah. To see, you know, just to see you in big, I see you. So so how does it go to video? It goes, it turns like this by itself when no. you talk? Now you're taught when it, I, I can put it like this so that when the person's talking, you see that, or I can leave it like this. So it's, it's everybody, right? Okay. You see it, you see it everybody now, right? I see okay. small, small boxes, yeah. Yeah, okay, so here we go. So guys, we're gonna go live now, it's 12 o'clock. <clears throat> All right, so, okay, ready? Three, two, one, here we go. All right, everyone, uh, once again, Thank you. I want to thank everyone for showing up. This is our second film roundtable um, in inside a week. So we're really trying to get these conversations um, happening. And we thank everyone out there in the virtual world who keeps coming to see these wonderful guests that we have on. Um, uh, once again, just to let everyone know, this will be recorded and it will be in the vault at our uh, film roundtable website. So if you want to go back and look at anything that was discussed, or if you want to let friends know about the conversation, uh, please make sure you go to Film Roundtable and sign up and you'll get registration information for the vault so that you can always uh, come back and check out all of these interesting conversations that we're starting to have more and more of. We're trying to get, uh, you know, a, a few a week as we get down into it. Um, so uh, before we get too deep today, we have Bradford Young once again, and we've invited my good friend, Mr. Darius Kanji to be here for the conversation. So I wanna give us a little virtual clap to my two friends out there. I know everybody watching is clapping for all of them. Um, now, before we get into our discussion, uh, like we did last week, we'd like to take a moment of silence here for everyone uh, to remember that, uh, you know, the idea of the respect for the people who have passed away from COVID that's going worldwide. Currently 472,000 people worldwide have died. This is up almost 40,000 since we spoke last week. 
So this is not something that's slowing down. This is something that just continues to trudge through. Um, you know, so we need to keep our minds on it as much as you know people think it's over and done with. It's not. We're still in the first phase of this thing, and people are still succumbing to the disease. So please, everybody, let's be mindful and let's be careful out there. Um, we also, because such a time of social, uh, you know, events is occurring around this, uh, just like last time, we'd like to honor all of our black and brown brothers and sisters, as well as our First Nation brothers and sisters whose lives have been taken by the hands of police brutality and senseless acts of violence, not only here in the United States, but all around the world. So, you know, this is something that people are taking to the streets and this still continues and people's voices must be heard. Um, so for all of this right there, let's just all take um, uh, a moment of uh, in, uh, in silence, okay, in the virtual world, all right? Okay, thank you everybody for that. It means a lot to us all involved here. Um, uh, okay, so um, uh, so today's discussion is gonna be slightly different uh, than last week's as those who tuned in with us, you know that we had a very family themed uh, event about specifically Bradford and Reed about being home and what that meant and how they're dealing with their family. Today's gonna be a little bit more of an organic free flow discussion between Brad and I and Darius. So. Um, as many of you do or don't know out there, Darius and I have worked together a couple times before on two James Gray projects. One was, the first one was The Immigrant, and the second one was Lost City of Z, two projects that couldn't be more different in terms of how they were approached, in terms of, you know, one being confined to a lot of interior and stage work, and uh, one of them um, being um, out in the world of location, in the world of shooting in Northern Ireland for period England and shooting in the jungles and the river of Colombia uh, for um, the Amazon. Um, one of the things Darius and I, and uh, I'm sorry, Bradford and I were talking about before is the idea of the difficulties of location shooting, right? Bradford, this is something you're very curious about, right? Why, why, why don't you ask us a couple of things and we can kind of get into a little back and forth about it. <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> Put me on the spot, bro. Uh, <clears throat> no, nah, I just want to say, Darius, thank you for giving us your time. Um, I know you're with your family. I know you're with your family in France, and you guys are um, together. And we uh, hope everyone is well. Um, and you know, we just also I know that many of us uh, who are watching now and or watching or listening just want to say thank you for being a total inspiration for us, man. For you know, since since I was since I was 17, since I was 18, um, we've been uttering your name, and uh, we really appreciate your contribution. Not just um, as a filmmaker, but as an artist. You know, when we when we when we say your name, we're not we're not just mentioning the name of a great cinematographer. We're mentioning the name of a great artist, and I think that's a there's a difference um, between the two, and I think it's worth mentioning that, and really hopefully something we can talk about in our. Um, in our conversation. Hold on one second. Something's coming up on my screen. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Likewise, I could say the same words. Uh, now you're the, the new inspiration. I really, I really mean it. Oh, no, no. I, remember the day, I remember the day we met. And <laughs> really, as 
you remember it was a very quick meeting like this in New York, and you had only shot maybe one or, or one film or two. You had seen one film only. Mm -hmm. It was just uh, incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank, thank you for coming back to do this with us. Yeah, no, no, it's a pleasure. I mean, the day we met, you know, was was you know, you know, it's uh, it's big when my wife, my wife recognized you before I saw you because when you walked in, my back was to you, <laughs> and my wife said, "Well, I said, oh, that, that looks like Darius Kanchi." <laughs> so that just shows you how 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 much you mentioned in my house and my practice, and I really thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. I have a lot of things I want to ask you guys. I mean, specifically you and Doug, because both of you guys I consider to be artists who I really admire. And I know that you guys work really hard on your own projects separate from one another, but I know you guys have worked on some really challenging projects. And, you know, I consider James Gray um, to be one of, the, one, of the, one of the best American filmmakers living. You know, he's really inspired me in many ways. And, um, I mean, not necessarily the make the film itself. I was excited to see, but I was also I was more intrigued in the process. And I think this is one of those instances where the process itself uh, initially was more exciting to me than the actual result. You know, I assumed that it would come out beautiful. About the white man's burden to find the empire that preceded himself. You know, um, it is the classic story about man versus nature. It, it, you know, it's it is it is Kurtz. It is the heart of darkness. You know, um, and we keep these stories sort of permeate history um, and, and they, they, never, they never stop being interesting. The thing that I'm interested in is that I think the filmmaking journey has a lot of parallels to those, those journeys, you know? I remember Francis Ford Coppola said, film directors is, the film director is the last bastion of dictatorship, you know? It's like <laughs> the film director embodies that. And, you know, we often follow film directors into irrational but very inspired spaces to tell stories and so I'm, I'm i'm just curious to just hear you guys have a conversation about you know what that looks like not just not just as a filmmaker but like what that looks like intellectually spiritually when you know you're going into you're telling number one this very particular story about this particular person in history but you're also journeying into um a space where you started in one location and you had an you had seemingly an abundance of resources and then you end up in another location and you're challenged by the lack of resources or you make a choice a creative choice to not have as many resources so that the film can have in, in a very painterly way can have different strokes i'm just curious about what what were you what were your thoughts you know what i mean Darius, like what were you thinking before you you know, you headed off into to Columbia. You headed off into to tell this this sort of epic, go up, go on this epic journey to tell this epic, this epic, very complicated, well, problematic, was, but also beautiful story. I mean, Doug, Doug can say a lot about it because he, <laughs> behind these, the eminence grease is behind every, you know, the the whole the whole project uh, with James. Um, no, for me, it was like a cosmic uh, journey. You know, for I've always wanted to do a. Um, a story, tell a story like this of, of a man at the search of himself and the search of his um, identity and go through a trip or to a, to a um, transcendent um, experience like this. And, and, and it was a very, um, yeah, it was something very, very special, very cosmic, very... And so I was um, looking, the, the film was postponed uh, 
was postponed like six months a year, no? So yeah, so six months. We had originally we were going to go with a different actor and a different budget, and we weren't able to go with him. So it kind of got put on the back burner, you know, and then came up again at a at a much cheaper price with Charlie. Um, so we were forced to change some of the ideas that we had. To do it with a smaller budget, with it. Yeah. And Jim, but then at some point, James gave a, put us back on the starting block and uh, and uh, said we want we want to start. We're gonna start right, you know, right now, like in in a few weeks or months. You know, it was like he came back, and then um, so it was very exciting. We, we thought it was uh, at some point we thought it was lost. We were not going to to do this trip, to do this incredible uh, journey. You know. And then he came back with a very, very strong conviction from uh, our director, from James Gray. And we, and you know, we went on to, to follow him into this with, uh, with Doug and, uh, and and Tony Katagas, who's an amazing producer. And um, no, what to, what to say, there's so much to say, you know, as the, the I mean, you know, where to start from, from the, the incredible uh, softness and, um, craziness of the change of light in Ireland where everything is, is like miraculously beautiful or, but the light is constantly changing where people were telling us, you know, the light is going to be changing all the time in exteriors, it's going to be very difficult, this and that. And then I remember someone back in the past, in my past, telling me, you know, light, you just have to embrace it you know you just have to go with it like a river you just have to follow it you know and don't don't get don't don't block it don't lock don't lock yourself into it just go with the with the light you know and in ireland the light changes all the time so we went there and it it, it gave us so much more than 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 you know than I, what i expected it was just the most i'd never I rarely had the, the, the chance to photograph uh, a movie with, uh, with like uh, mythical, incredible uh, ex experience, lighting experience in, in daylight with the sun and, uh, and the variation of the sun, you know. So this was my first experience. And Ireland was just incredible, incredible. And then from that, that miraculous sweet light, incredible light, we we went into this 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 trip in the in the jungle in um, in Colombia. So it was an in, incredible um, journey in light and incredible journey in your in your head also because you always you know I know I mean Doug, Doug would say better than me, but we we were hearing about what was going on in in Colombia and you know in the difficulty and then uh, and then Doug you were in there right you were in there ahead of time. Yeah, I went there. I had to, to to scout the locations to pick this spot that we were going to go to, you know, because I had scouted for two weeks all over Colombia and found a lot of different places. But we realized we had to shoot in only one spot. So because of the amount of time, we had about 30 shooting days in Colombia to do that portion of the movie. Um, and, you know, it was very bare bones how we were shooting there equipment wise. I mean, you know, we had only a couple of sets that were built, a couple of the villages, but everything we did on the river and in the jungle was, uh, you know, I, I, I am proud to say that I, I forced Mr. Kanji. I said, we were not going to be able to have lights. We have to shoot. And he, he thought I was joking for a lot of it. And I said, no, but I think Darius is an absolute painter when it comes to smoke 
and how to deal with atmosphere and heavy amounts of atmosphere on the river and in the jungle, uh, use that as his lighting motif and his lighting technique. And, and we did everything we could between Darius and I to be inside the jungle when the light was really bad and then come out of the, the jungle was so thick that by about 2 p.m. it was almost nighttime inside the jungle. So we would start in the jungle for the most part and then try and work our way to the river as the light got a little bit lower, you know, as a general rule of thumb. And David Rodham, incredible artist, is a smoke, I call him a smoke artist. He's, a, he's really an artist. He's such an incredible filmmaker. He was our, our um, uh, special effects uh, um, uh, supervisor, you know, on the film. He was the one who was uh, doing all the special effects for us on the film. But on a film like this, the special effects is, it, you know how it is, Brad, it's intimately linked. If the, if the person is great and, and behaves like a, like a filmmaker, uh, then, he, then he becomes intimately, in, intimately, intimately uh, linked with the, uh, with the cinematography, you know, with the storytelling. So he was there in the valley and everywhere in the distance, all, almost all by himself with very, very little help. Um, a uh, few people were helping him, but he was like under, and then he was doing everything. I was, um, I mean, we would have never been able to have this look without him. Don't you think, Doug? Yeah, it was very important. It was crucial, you know, in terms of, you know, the, 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 the aesthetic and the type of look that we created was to be able to use that smoke. And it was literally, you know, he <clears throat> would deep into the woods laying layers of smoke and then also, you know, have a couple of, you know, we had several fishing boats, about eight or 10, fishing boats, which is what our equipment would load into. Um, and David had, you know, one or two of these where he had smokers on them and he would just zip up and down the river laying a base level of smoke onto the river for Darius, you know, and it'd be like, no, we can't, oh, it smokes right, let's shoot. So it was always this, you know, it, it was a very interesting, I mean, you know, as I remember that, it was, it, it was very interesting and it was a very important tool for Darius. And Darius. Yeah. You know, you know, you, it's great to talk to be able to talk to, to to Brad about this thing because I know it goes in depth in you, and you know so well already all this, this, and you it resonates in a different way. But in a way, when I think about our work, um, it it makes me think of something when I hear Doug, is that the cinematography of it's linked. It's the first the first cinematographer in a way is a director. Sometimes a director. I mean, Mike, I've been. Lucky, but cinematographer is James Create the mood, you know what I mean? But it only exists when you have Doug, when you have James, Anthony, you know, this, this person. And, and our incredible gaffer that was with me all the time, with giving all, all his heart, Franz Vedering, you know. There are people like, and, you know, and ca my camera operator, I remember my camera operator was amazing, Berto. The people that, that gives themselves with, you know, like children. They all, with what I love in filmmaking, it's a process of children. I remember a key group once telling me when I was young and when I was started that it's like us playing with, a, or he was a director maybe, it's like playing with a Lego, you know? We have tools that we can play, we can play like children. And it was our heart, we were like children too. We open the big eyes and we want to discover the world and, and make movies, which is we've always dreamt to do. Few, few of us have this 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 conviction conviction in us. And we have this this belief, and we want we're like like kids, you know. 
And we, 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 when I say kids, we, are, we have our heart was pure, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and the movie was, I think, was made a bit like this. Don't you think, Doug? Very much so. It, it was one of these, you know, we throw around the term labor of love loosely, but it was truly yes. a labor of love. Yes. Let me, let me ask you if, you, if you feel like that's, because I think that's a really interesting analogy. It's one of those films that strikes me that, you know, you walk in and it's so true, Darius. Like, I, I really, I, I kind of duly noted that, like, you know, when you're making films, you ultimately are children. There's no, there's no way you can render the sort of spiritual connection, cosmology of a film if you don't go in as a child. If you go in as a totally realized adult, it's, you're never going to get cinema. You know, cinema is from, is, is, is from the perspective of a child. I think I'm curious to see, like, when you, if you win it, if you feel like you go in as a child, and I guess, I guess specifically with something like Lost City of Z, because it seems to me that the, the film is about a hardened process. Of, and a rites of passage, right? And it's about a generational responsibility. A, a, a man's dream is passed on to the next generation. How flawed or how you interpret it is still a beautiful trans, transmission of responsibility. Um, and I feel like my notion of you guys in Colombia making that film felt like, again, another hardened journey where real lessons and real knowledge would be gained, even though we go on with a lot of experience making films. Every film is different and you come out with a different kind of knowledge. If you, if you feel like you, the, I guess the question is, if you felt like you went in, if you go in as a child, like what, at the end of the film, with all of that, the challenges you had, what, what, what it, what's the kernel of wisdom that you learned specifically on that, on that, on that journey? What's, what's the one thing that you celebrate or sort of crystallizing your, your mind the most? Oh, we come out a difference. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Doug, yeah, I mean, he, it's right. It, it is, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of these things where you create a group with a band of brothers and sisters, like the idea of, you know, like experience, experience brings people together, right? And especially hardened experiences brings people together. And, you know, this was the type of thing, like I've said it often to people, I say, you know, um, it was the hardest thing I ever did. I'm glad I did it, but I will never do it again. Like, you know, it, it's the process was so painful day in, day out. It's just, the, the, the difficult level of it, right? Like, you know, filmmaking at its, in, in the vein of like Coppola and Apocalypse Now, this was a much, you know, that was 250 days. This was a much less version of that. But every day we would wake up at about 4.30 in the morning. We would make our way to, you know, take, take, take a ride to the river of about another 30 or 40 minutes, right? We'd get to the river, we'd load into about eight or 10 boats. The river was our roadway, right, Darius? It was, it's how we went up and down because the Don Diego River is where they shot the mission. Like it is a really uninhabited place, you know? The mission was shot yeah. there and it's like, but they were there for a much longer time with a lot more equipment than we had, you know? But, but the point, the idea is that, you know, you get into this, you know, the, the method of how you're gonna shoot it. It's like, you gotta get onto equipment on the, onto the boats. You gotta take the boats, you know, up river to a jungle location. You gotta load out, you gotta, you know, because everything was so lush and fresh and uninhabited, we would often every day step into a location to shoot it for the first time. If it wasn't like, you know, one of our village sets that were built and we did our best to maintain the leaves, right, Darius, and the fauna and, and, and how thick everything was so that we wouldn't spoil it so that we could be there naturally and that we could find this level of overgrowth that was true to the storytelling. And you know, it becomes a really hard process on you. And then 
you know, three to four days a week by about four or 5 p.m., the rain would start to come and the rain would come really hard and we would just load up into our boats and while it's raining, take the boats back to unload. And this was, and then it was every day. And then you wake up the next day and do the same thing. So, you know, and we were a very tight time frame. It wasn't like we could extend and like go later. Like we left on the exact day we had to leave. Mm. And Darius and I were talking about this before. One of the last days we were there because the Don Diego is at the, is, is at the base level of a mountain range. Um, <clears throat> in the Andes. So what would happen sometimes it would rain way up in the Andes and we wouldn't know it. It was nights by us. So one of our last days there, it had been raining all day up in the mountains. And towards the end of the day, we're lining up, setting up like a nice uh, shot around dusk, end of day. And all of a sudden, and we're on, on the bank, we're on this beach bank of the river. All of a sudden, water starts coming up the beach a little bit. And, and the locals start telling us, let's get out of here. It's, it's, it's on, it's coming. And we're like, what? That's just a little water happening here. Literally right. Darius within 15 yeah. minutes, yeah, 15 we, minutes, the river had taken over the whole area we were in. We were yeah. absolutely flooded out. Like up, you know, I mean, yeah. and it just, you know, and it just swelled. It was, very, it was very dangerous. The water was very, very high. It's, it's actually very dangerous. This water coming out, right? Yeah. Fight would go like, how, how high up would it go on the... I mean, it, it came up, washed up the bank. So it's one of these things. You're, it's a constant reminder that, you know, you're going to tell the story of man and nature. Because I'm not going to say versus nature, because nature always wins. Yeah, that's it. Right? <laughs> there is no man versus nature. Because nature wins. It was like a character of the river. It was very beautiful, very sensuous, very voluptuous, very beautiful. And very welcoming and incredible. And you really feel like the character. When I see, uh, I remember when I, when I watched the City of Zeder the first time, and I see those shots, those close-ups, uh, those really close-ups of um, Charlie looking around like this. This is how we are where all the time, looking around, being mesmerized by the, by the birds, incredible birds and animals and crocodiles. And, uh, but then, then suddenly that, that, that creature, the river, becomes like very violent, you know. It's like God, it's almost like a Greek, a Greek odyssey, you know. What do you think? I, I do, I do. And then, and I, because I promised I, Brad. I great a bit, maybe. No, 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 that's it. I wanted, well, just, you know, and, and not to make too much more of it, we can do this quickly, but Darius, okay. I came across some photos of us that I wanted to share because yeah. yeah. I thought it could be interesting um if i can get this working properly uh um okay let's see here yeah. okay you guys see this oh yeah okay so this is we're talking about the just at, at the simple level right there's nothing fancy this is literally um a boat made of bamboo that was our camera platform and this is how we would be adjacent to other actors to kind of shoot their coverage you know um, and this is like, you know, how we'd be going down the river. We'd have a little flotilla. This boat in here would be like where, 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 where James would be. This would be video. This is obviously where the actors are. And Darius is probably somewhere in here with camera and the other camera teams. Um, but it's like, it's, you know, it's literally, and then we would literally have to move, you know, the picture rafts up and down the river with another boat, you know, and then start shooting and always have to kind of be cognizant of, the level of water and the current, you know, just to understand, but you know, this is not, this is not um, a ton of stuff. This is a photo I love. Look at this. This is, 
we're getting notes. Darius and I are getting notes from James and the other boat. Here's Charlie. And there's Darius, like trying to always listening in to James and I talking to understand what the note was for the actor to do. Right. So, but you know, right. Darius, like I lived in the river, right. I became the river monster. You were in the water all the time. <laughs> um, you know, and then it's like, so this is like some aspects of the pristine jungle that we're talking about. You know, this is like, we would go into jungle. This, none of this is set dressed or, or, art design, this is the real jungle there. We made a conscious effort to not disturb anything, um, you know, so that it could, uh, it could look as true as possible. Um, you know, here's an element, tough to tell in the shop, but this is kind of like what we're talking about with the smoke getting laid into the river, you know? So this is like, you know, getting ready to do a shot where these boats were going down here once again. Is, the video. is, it, is this all coming back to you now, Darius? Yeah, yeah, now it's coming back. I would, you know, you do movies after movies, you do movies and then you go to another story and then you forget all these, these, you, the first, when I look at it, it, was I really there? Was I really on this? Right, so, exactly. It looks so, so incredible and crazy and low tech, you know, it doesn't look Very like low it. tech. I mean, right? very what, low tech. What, yeah, is yeah. Your opinion, what is your opinion when you see pictures and you're, because you've, have you already been on, on something like this? I know you are going to be, I'm sure, on, on project like this, but this is... No, no, I never. I mean, I, I, made, I, made, a, I made a beautiful film that I think is probably the film that I wish most people would, would have seen of mine called Vara. We shot in Sri Lanka and we shot in the jungle. I'm going to watch it. What is it called? It's called Vara. V-A-R-A. Vara. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, and, and uh, we had, you know, we had similar challenges uh, it was less, it was, it was, the story didn't require us to go through this kinds of rites of passage because it was about two young people living in this environment and trying to pursue a forbidden love affair. But it posed a lot of challenges, you know, like I'm, I'm from the city. So taking myself into that environment, a lush jungle like that place that I'd never been before with all of the sitting in rice patties and these red bugs saying everybody's okay, don't let that bug bite you because if it bites you, you'll die. But still trying to get the shot, you know. You know that there's that insect, there's that snake that's gonna kill you, but you still need to get the shot. Or like, you know, here just watching you guys using here, having as much available light as you had, using fire as the light. You know, we had all of that, but it wasn't to this extent because the yeah. story, the story didn't didn't call for me to to do this. But no, I've never shot a film. That's why I'm so curious because I think the thing that I always say in my head when I get real frustrated with films where I'm on the stage and, you know, I'm going lunches at a particular time and everything's worked out and everything's manicured. On those days where I'm frustrated, I say, damn, I just want to go to the jungle with two friends, no lights, Super 16, yeah. <laughs> and shoot some real shit, you know what I mean? And so this is, this is the reason why I wanted to talk to you guys about it because I know at the heart of who we are as filmmakers, films, yeah. like, films like The Mission, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Chris Mingus and Mr. Jaffe, like that rites of yeah. passage of making that film that has so, that film that had so much to look at. Yeah. It also has so much to say, like that film has so much to say. Like we, we get these, you get these opportunities, I think they rarely come for us. And when we, when they come for us, we have to, we have to take them. And I just think. They're incredible time, the time of The Mission when Chris, yeah, Chris went to do the mission. It must have been like crazy time. Was when was it? Eighties, uh, early eighties, or yeah, early eighties. Yeah, like eighty, eighty-one. You know, yeah. 
and 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 I think the world was right, right? The world needed those kind of progressive filmmakers to go and tell these stories that yeah. challenge some of our institutions. You know, I, you know, yeah. you know, the one thing I do, I would love to hear you guys talk about is I think this. Well, there are two things I want to say. One 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 thing I want to say is to all the young people that are watching that. Look, here goes Mr. Darius Kanji and Mr. Doug Torres, two of our celebrated, well-seasoned artists who make films prolifically, and they still accept the challenge and oftentimes welcome the challenge of going into specific situations with very little resources because that tension of having very little resource oftentimes yields something very spiritual and very connected and often yields something beautiful in the story. So I think that, you know, for all the young filmmakers that are, that are oftentimes frustrated with maybe having one or two lights or not having enough, seemingly not, ha not having enough resources. I think it's good for us to remind them that that's, that's, that's always gonna be part of your process. You're always gonna bump up against that. And I think the challenge is how we get around that, how we find our identity even within the challenge, I think is the beautiful, um, yeah. the beautiful part of the journey, you know? Um, I think, I think the, yeah. and I think the one thing that you know, again, for maybe some of the non-filmmakers or some of the younger filmmakers, I think I just want to put a little energy towards Doug and remind, and, and would love for you guys to talk about it, that there are a lot of assistant directors in the world, but there, there are only a few that are like yeah. true artists, filmmakers who understand for specifically, if I just, if we, if you and I, Darius, are a little bit self-centered a little bit for a couple of seconds, like there are only a few that really respect what we do as image makers and really respect the light. And the, the fact that the light is, has to tell a story and they, they're as much invested in the light story as us. I know that with a film like this, you guys have some particular timeframes and some particular challenges about when you needed to be certain places. I would love to hear Doug, you kind of talk about your understanding of that. Why, why is it that in your practice, this I know about you, we've only worked together once, but we have, we've had connection through many, many spaces. And I know this about you that you care about the light you care about the story we're telling and you you understand that relationship where, where, where does that come from where, where did you get that <laughs> well for me what I, I mean honestly i think like in a previous life i was a cinematographer there it is like, for, that it's it's that simple and and darius knows this i'm obsessed with the beautiful light and images being great and how can we get there you know and i think you know that's why you know i mean i work with a lot of the same people over and over again it's like you know i'm you know it's like we get back to the idea of the, the team game, how this works, right? Yes, yeah, someone's got to be, you know, the logic person who helps us understand we've got to do A, B, and C to make, you know, to meet our goals. But I do that with an eye to the beauty that we're trying to capture, you know? Um, and I think, you know, I mean, I know that not everyone who does my job does it that way, but for the DPs who I've worked with, they know that I'm, I'm obsessed with beautiful imagery. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Focus on the on the light, the moment of the light, and you, you you make you you make us even you know even if I forget for a moment, uh, you you are completely driven into into getting us the, the light that we we have asked the director and, and I have asked for yeah that's quite yeah, it's quite unique. There are very very few. It's not any more AD. You know when I for me an assistant director it it, it, it goes so far beyond. Um, the, the work you know, of an of an AD that I that I learned what an AD, when I learned what an AD was you know it just you and 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 few few other uh, very very unique this this perception you know I mean, I, this generosity at the same time this drivenness and the, and 
this perception of things, you know. I, I remember. Or, or, I remember make a film, you know. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You know, I had when I first made my first feature, or first like early features that had a little bit of resource, and we had a, an AD. I remember how nervous I was about time, right? Because time is this continuous thing that hum, humans struggle with anyway. But this whole yeah. variable of time, <clears throat> and I remember the first time I worked with Doug. I remember the first time I worked with H. H. Cooper. Man, was like time. Yeah, H. H. I knew time. Right, right. Blueberry Nights. Our time was important. But time, I was not aware of time. You know what I mean? What I was aware of is that I needed to get something done. And it seemed like he, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the best ADs nurture, the best ADs create a, a safety net around, <clears throat> around yeah. us so that we can move forward in the same direction, but make sure that the work is excellent and make sure that spiritually we feel fulfilled and that when we're ready to go, we're really ready to go. And I think that, that, um, I'm not gonna say it's a dying art form, but it's because uh, it, I know it's not. There are many, there are many baton carriers of that. Yeah. But I think it's really important in a film like Lost City of Z, or even I would even say uh, Uncut Gems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where you guys are dealing with light in a different way. It's a totally different expression of light and time. <clears throat> it's it's be just beautiful to hear you guys. Kind of, it's a completely different rhythm of time. Different rhythm, right? Different music, uh, Uncut Gems and. Lost city of Z, but um, no, no. But you, you. It's so well said uh, what you're saying, uh, Brad, about um, the work of Doug and the work of uh, these kind of sublime uh, AD. The way they were doing the, those, those, the, the, the work is very, very, very special. That's why I don't know how to call it because <laughs> AD is exactly the right expression. Sometimes I call it producer, it's like a director, it's like cinematographer. You know, they become everything. They become everything. Like an entity, like that's very, very powerful that makes us, uh, you know, you know, that inspires and it's like an engine, you know, that inspires. Some other. Kind, kind words, gentlemen. And for me, Love as it. I said before, it's, it's just all about the team, the team, you know, which I think is, is something we try and teach to young filmmakers, you know, out there that it, it take, you know, it's like if you have three people with amazing heart together to make a project or four people, I mean, that's, you know, you don't need a huge ensemble of things. You yeah. just have to have people who are passionate and want to work together to, you know, accomplish something beautiful. Because, you know, when you say team, team, teamwork, and I hear it, and it's a wonderful word and all that, I always feel where it's a nice things and all that. But it's these, these young people you're talking about, or less young, whoever is listening to us, I think the team, the team idea, this idea that I was telling recently, about it, that it's, it's not, it's not one person. The film is so the texture of the film, the, the the tapestry of the film is made of our flesh and blood and and life and and despair and happiness. And it's really um, it's really a team. It's a group of people that make this. Okay, they're incredible directors, they're incredible uh, people that make films. That, but it's really a team behind. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's why when when sometimes the movies are, are brought down to the extreme of minimalism, which I respect, which I love, which is like Alain Cavalier in France or 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 Terence Terence Malick in in the U.S. and, and I, I respect that so wonderful. But at this moment where they lose something, which is the the, the, the team, the teamwork, it's very important that we have few people that create. It doesn't need to be. 
extremely uh, a big number of people. It needs to be a teamwork, a team idea, a group of people working together. I really believe in that. Even with the greatest, more unique directors in, in, the, in the planet, and we both had the chance to work with, with, with few of them, right? And, and but to, to take sure of the team behind is very, very important. So it's not just words. If people were listening to us, it's really important to know that it's not one person that has these ideas, you know. It's, it's made of, I was, I was telling about my guy from France, but it's, it's all these, or David, or, you know, Doug, it's just, it's create this, this, we just have to find the right band. When we, when we, when we, when we enlist for a film, when we, when we decide, or the director wants to decide with you and you want to work with it, you just have to gather a good crowd, a good crew around the project. It doesn't, it's not necessary. I'm saying, I'm not, I know I'm not gonna say something that's so nice, but it's not necessarily always the same crew. And the loyal, being loyal is, is a great thing, but you have to be honest and you have to be, you have to be true. You have to tell your crew. I remember telling my crew, I was working with like, really nice uh, director like like easy to work with and you know easier to work and then, then i was moving on to work with a director that has a reputation of being very very tough and very hard so i explained it was in france it was a movie two movies in france and i told my crew that i loved so much and i really wanted them to do my next movie. but i told them i just want to gather them and i told them you really have to tell me if you want to do this next film. It's going to be very hard. It's not going to be. It's going to be tough. It's going to be different uh, uh, reason, different texture, different uh, uh, kind of director. It's going to be as great a director, but a different and, and hard. And you have to to know the crew is very important. You know, don't you think? I mean, yeah, community. It's community. always the same. Is every every movie is a different story. So if if you embark on a, on, a, on a journey with a director, the crew has to really realize what they're putting down, even if they're the best crew, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, we are like a band, we play together in tune, we play, we improvise all together, we play incredible rhythm of, of, of uh, guitar music, you know, it becomes incredible. But only if the crew believes in the, in the project and the director, the producer, the way it's going to be produced, not only necessarily with a small production or a bigger production, but, but if we have this heart from the crew, we go, and again, it's the crew that, that is the ship, you know, yeah. the ship is made with the crew. Yeah. So it's not just words when I'm saying, when I hear, you know, Timor, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. No, I think you said it before. Is that there's a cosmology that has to be created yeah. and it doesn't, it's not always transferable from one project to the next, you know, you're using a different, and the story, you know, the story determines the journey. I think there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a gaffer who I love, who I love to work with, who is a teacher and a friend, educator, his name's Christian Epps. And um, I wish he and I have, I wish every film, would be the right film for us to do together. But some, but for like the last five films, they've all seemed not like, this not the right one. Because for him, I want it to be perfect. I want it, yeah. not perfect, I want it to be right. And um, so I know the feeling. I used to wrestle with that. I used to wrestle with that, struggle with that a lot because- Me too. 
the sense of loyalty and you want to bring people and you want to have yeah, the community, but, crew, it's like a group together. But the music analogy is amazing because it's, it is. It's like, you know, as I'm sure you and AJ have talked about many times too, you know, it's this yeah. Miles Davis is the best example of yeah. Yeah. the evolution of the sound was totally yeah. determined by the evolution of the band, right? Yeah. So you couldn't, there's no way he could have made Dark Magus with John Coltrane. John was already dead, but there was no way he could have made Dark Magus with John. It's just two different things. So I agree. Yeah, I think it's really, and I think that's good for young people to hear that you really have to curate. You really have to curate every experience. Curate. This, yeah. is, this is the word, curate. Yeah, I, I really believe that you have to curate. Yeah, no, such a good point. You know, you guys bring up, as I've been fielding some questions from some people. I mean, you talk about story, which is so paramount. And the technical side of that is, you know, how do you guys choose? A lot of, a lot of young filmmakers are curious about the decision of, of, of lenses that, that cinematographers use. How do you let story dictate from a technical aspect, how you approach your choice of lenses? I don't know, Brad. I just I just worked with black wing lens lenses, <laughs> and I saw the. No, I'm I'm only half uh, joking. Um, no, I've always I've always um, thought you know like the the, the it's true the uh, I read once the lenses is like the the eyes you know it's like the um, the window of the soul it's true so the moment you you think about it, it's the window of the soul. Is the image is the, the the it's what it's it's through that that um, crystal it's like water lenses are made with water so the light goes through water and you see how light goes through water in a in the sea for instance the way you the way you see light through through water and so on, on the pool the way it moves so everything goes through a lens the lens is the most important thing the lens and where the light is. Um, Touch the uh, the element, the uh, whether it's film, you know, or it's uh, the sensitive, uh, the cap, uh, the capture, the uh, the sensor, you know. Uh, these are the two things, no? I mean, these are the two things. If we schematize, make a, a scheme, you know, it's like it's like a, a schema. Is is the the light has to go through a glass and then it touches a surface and it, and it remembers it and you and this is our this is us, this is our soul, this is how we see things. It's our, the retina of the eyes. We, we, then we turn our face and we have a memory of the leaves I see, the sun I see through the leaves. And this is how we photograph it. So the lens is the most important thing. The lens is gonna, you're gonna, for me, lens is almost like a, sort, of, sort of a religion. It's very, very religion. It's sort of silly to say this, but uh, no, I don't know why it's silly things like this, but anyway. <laughs> It's very, it's very important. So I've always, I'm, I always believe in old souls. So I always look for, for, since I almost since I started, I like lenses that are not incredibly sharp and incredibly contrasty. And because I, I, I maybe because I don't see like this. Or but I remember Jean Renoir talking about the tapestry, a French, all very old French tapestry. And how much he loved the texture of this tapestry, and how much he was. It was an interview of uh, Jean Renoir, this great French film director, by uh, I think it was by Jacques Rivette, by another director. Yes. For, for Cineaste de Notre Temps, and it was an amazing, amazing interview. I recommend all of you to watch it. 
euh, ils sont cinéastes de notre temps. Ils sont old, ils It was a documentary on French television in the uh, uh, 60s or 70s in black and white. And Jean Renoir was interviewed by uh, Jacques Rivette in a little cafe near Park. Maybe it was in color. And, um, and it was, he was telling about the tapestry, the old tapestry, and how much he hated all this. In a, in, he was as far back in the 70s, he was saying how much he hated those modern new lenses and the crispness of the images now. He, he was in a, going in a movie and every image was so crisp and clear. I mean, there's no rule. Of course, there are movies where we want crispness or sharpness and we want suddenly the, the impact of the feeling of a, of a scene that's incredibly sharp and vivid, you know? It's strong. I mean, and not everything should be like a impressionistic painting, you know? Right. But, but John Wall was talking about this and I was so mesmerized that at the time, He had this clearness in his, in his in his mind to think about this, and like a like a like a painter, he was think, thinking like a painter, you know, uh, about the, the the light and all this. So lenses, the choice of lenses, therefore, comes from that 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 thinking, you know, mm. of, of you choose your lens like a, I don't know, you choose I don't know music. It's like music you know? <laughs> again. It's like music. Like you choose the, 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 the violin or you choose the, the, the guitar, you hear the tune, the lenses, you, you read a story, everything comes from a story. You read a story or you're being told by a director a few words or a few lines and some essential, essential, essential thing that's coming from a director. It's like a quintessence. And then you get that and the lenses, you found the lenses, all the technique. That's why I don't like talking about technique because technique comes from this, from the director, what you read, what, 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 what Brad is going to read, is going to find this script, incredible script, and then, then you're going to be so moved by, or, by the, or by the director talking about the story you want to say. Mm. And then the lenses, it's going to come. It comes from there. Yeah. And, and the camera, the type of camera, And there's no rule. The rule is that there's no rule. Yes. I photographed the last thing online with an iPhone. And I think it's going to be the director is important. Mm -hmm. the, the director asks you a crazy idea sometimes, or not crazy ideas. That's, that's, that's the technique. That's what creates everything. That's the big bang. That's the beginning. No? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I think, you know. I don't really have much more to add, honestly. That's exactly my feeling is that the, 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 I do know one thing, without, without, without a lens, there would be no cinema. And so that sparks up many things in me, in my consciousness. And you know, without this, it, yeah. it, and it doesn't have to be glass. It doesn't have to be glass housed in a mechanical device. We're talking, it could be a hole, it could be a pinhole. But I know the idea of optics, the idea of a, of a prismic reality, that's what makes cinema, cinema. You know, that's what you think about the first lens. I imagine the frère, the brother Lumière. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edison, you know. Yeah, exactly. The beginning, the beginning. Always go back to the beginning. How it all started. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know how to say. It's a long answer for. for no, but Brad, Brad. Yeah. No, no. But I was gonna say. I think no. It's, it's not it's, that. That's ultimately why we're here. I mean, I think the whole thing. 
And one of one of the, one of the things, one of the one of the phrases I love that Ava Ava always uses is uh, the mind's eye. She reminds me of the mind's eye, and the mind's eye isn't about what you're seeing now, but it's also about what you've seen. Not yeah. may not necessarily be what you have seen, but it may be what there's an epigenetic connection, and maybe what your ancestors have seen. And those things are always passed on, you know. And so that 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 mind's eye is our projection. The lens is our projection. The storyteller's projection into the into the world, whether it be projected on a wall or projected on a surface or projected through something again in order for the audience to reinterpret it and see it in a particular way. The lens is the thing that allows us to project all the tenor, all the 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 oscillating emotional arcs of a lifetime, of a culture, of of joy, of pain. This is all. This is what the lens allows us to do. It allows us to take all of that out of our mind. The eye in our mind allows us to project that onto the story. The story is created with its own particular baggage, right? The storyteller brings all of that knowledge, all of that wisdom, all of that uh, sort of visceral, cerebral thing to the, to the table. It's, and it's filtered through many things, trauma, culture, all of these things, right? And they tell the story, they write the words, they tell the story. Then we have to ingest the story. And then it has to go through our, our own filtration process. We have to find ourselves in the story, whether it be finding our grandmother in the story or finding our children in the story or finding a flower that we saw as a child that we want, that we now remember seeing. And that's also in the story. That thing then has to be projected, filtered through something else. And the thing that's so interesting is that it ultimately boils down to this very mechanical thing. But within the mechanical thing is something that's beyond, to me, I'm with you, it's beyond explanation. It's just, yeah. I, I know I know when it's the right lens by the story first, yeah. but then as I know you do as well, Darius, we go and we do serious testing. Yeah. Unless, unless there's already a lens that we've used and we say, okay, no, this story needs that lens. I know these, yeah. these are the lenses I'm using or are we going with tests? And then it's that moment like everybody's, the folks always remind us about John Coltrane, then it's about trying to find the note, the note that is in the ether that you're trying to pull back into the, to the stratosphere. It's like, when you see it, when you see that face usually, or you see a stroke of light through that mm -hmm. particular lens, that's when you know you've made the right choice. And you may take, and you know, and it's, and, it's, and it's very organic and very fluid. It's not always, it's not rigid. It's not, it's not fascist. It's, I, I saw it on Tuesday and when I revisit it on Wednesday, I might say, no, it's not right. It's not right. And again, that those moments in human development also determine how, what we choose. I think the hardest part is making the decision to say, okay, this is what I'm using because I know that halfway through the process, I might say, no, this doesn't, this isn't what I want to say anymore. I might want to say something else, but ultimately I know for the sake of the story, I might need to stay consistent but that's off that's off that's that's off on another thing but it's, yeah. it's the story it's what i want to project into the into the the narrative is what i want to show the world is what how i determine what lenses i use and it's hard for me to reduce it to a a single process it's very yeah. irrational it's, it's too organic to to do that well that, and that makes a lot of sense and there's never a rule from one one film to yeah. another film uh you know where you know, it's a completely different music. It's a completely different, when you, John Coltrane was such a good, uh, I could hear the music when you say that. And I, for me, music represents, it's, it's like, it's like lighting, it's like camera, music and, and light and, and camera work and light is directly related. The rhythm 
yes. you know, the rhythm of a scene, the rhythm of the, an actor, the way that the, an actor talks, the rhythm of an actor delivering the line or, you know, the rhythm of the scene of the camera movement, the way we track and move and follow the actor in the scene or not follow, or the rhythm of being static, you know, the yes. talk. And, and it's, it's, and it's, yeah, the lenses, the lenses is, the good thing now is that there are a lot of different lenses. And I, I was uh, only half joking because what I love in the black, these black wig lenses is that you tune them. You, 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 can, you can tune them like, they're like old souls, but you can bring them some modernity into them. You can mm -hmm. more modern story with them with an edge, you know? And I just love, I just, for, for me, it's like music. I, I would like to be a musician now. Me too. <laughs> I'm sure you do too. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> the, the musicians are the only artists that I'm jealous of. All the other artists, I'm like, ah, whatever. But musicians. I one more life and I'll be a musician. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Me too. What instrument? What instrument would you play? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, piano, maybe? Piano? Yeah. yeah. Piano or guitar? Yeah. Piano. Which one instrument would you play? Yeah, no, me. I, I, 10 years ago, I would have said the bass, but I've grown to. Um, really really over the last few years really get up grow to love and be obsessed with the piano okay, yeah. it's just something yeah piano is is, is, is limitless no you, yeah. ubiquitous exactly it's just it's it's crazy the infinite potential of sound is insane yeah, with music you can create the feeling of, of light with the, with the with the tune no with the with an accord right hmm. yes i mean that's an amazing correlation always you know it, like I mean, it's gone back for the longest time, right? Music and moving pictures, the idea yeah. of music to images, you know, this is something that's been the tandem of storytelling for a very long time. You yeah. know, there's, there's two ways that the, the two things go together to heighten the emotion, right? If you just looked at a, a, a visual that the artist was trying to tell you, your emotion would not go to the same place as music that accompanies that visual. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've always found that like, it's very, you know, it's, it, it's so important also from a, from a filmmaking standpoint, when you see directors who consciously use no music, you become so hyper-conscious of the images in the yeah. scene because there's no music to accompany it because yeah, that's what yeah. the audience has become so used to, right? There's so much guide track to tell you how to feel emotionally yeah. to accompany the video that when it isn't there, it's almost like extra spooky, extra strange, hyper-concentration on the visual. Bresson, Robert Bresson uses like this. It's, you're, you're in a scene, it's completely silent, and then there is a car coming, and the music is in the car. It's in the car, right. <laughs> and the car comes, and the music comes louder, and so it's, it's, uh, it's some, it's, I love this idea of organic, uh, using the music like this, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. There's so much, too much music in, in, in movies all the time. Music, even sometimes it's, it's, it's fairly good music, but it's, drown the movies are drawn with music so much music and it's it's so i don't know so cliche so ridiculous yeah yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a sometimes it's a bit upsetting sometimes let, let me i want to add the, i have one i have i have a i have a kind of a final question that i want to ask which is um Maybe this is, I think this is back to Lost City of Z, but, and maybe, 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 maybe I've kind of already asked this question, but maybe in a different way is that 
what do you what do you what do you feel like you unlearned? Like, what do you feel like? Maybe it's not. It's not. It's not about lost. It's about film. Period. Like, what if something that a film, the last film you, you worked on that really touched you in this way? What did you feel like you unlearned? You know, because I, I, I really am tuned into this whole thing of giving, sort of demystifying the process a little bit for young people, so they don't feel like it's there's some predetermined worked out thing where you're gonna you bring knowledge to the table and then you leave with the same knowledge like what do we no go ahead no 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 I was just gonna say what do what do what do you feel like we what's the thing that you feel like we give up what's the thing that we feel like we give um in the process that we should have no expectation on getting back and that's the sacrifice we make to the process, you know. This is this is about love. You give you you. I'm not sure I understand well the question, but what you give. Um, no, I'm, maybe I don't understand the question. No, but no, you hit you hit on 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 movies. You give something. I mean, the last the last movie I I I did and and uh, made me discover again everything about about my work and the way I should. You know, it's like. You rediscover things. You 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 feel you give everything because you suddenly you are you are you are naked. You you feel you are, you 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 in a way you destroy you break everything. You draw, you destroy yourself a little bit, and then but from there from there comes a from from there comes a a, a new a new feeling. You know, mm. from breaking things uh, when it's necessary. When when uh, the storytelling and the director gives ask you um, in a in an indirect way to uh, put everything flat back and then and then something comes out like after burning after fire comes new leaves you know new new nature you know and then you you I don't know if I answered the question no, you gone, are you are totally totally into, uh, but of course you give you you you. You give yourself, but then, then what you get from there, what I got from 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 being completely out of comfort zone and everything, and and the re, re, is is immense. Now I'm fun, I'm in like a like a baby, like a new person in in a, in my heart and and feeling about a creation, you know. Yeah, uh, this is I owe it to two young directors that, that <laughs> my age. It made me discover, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I can see it in the work though. I can see it in Uncut Gems. There's like a new, not a new thing, but a, a sense of texture that was really beautiful for me to see you accessing, you know, giving us. I, I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's the same for you too, but the, the greatest thing from one project to another is the difference. Yeah, very, totally. You know, yeah. the flexibility when it's very different and ask you for a different, uh, thing you know different reaction different feeling it's two story that that you love that you want to tell the story for the camera yes very 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 different the directors are very different and you feel you're in a new planet you know you do things you know with the and it's 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 incredible feeling that's what i'm i'm looking i'm, I'm looking for right right this feeling of ex exhilarating feeling of, of uh, creation yeah. 
that that is one of the amazing things about our business that I tell people all the time. I say it's you need to embrace the fact that every day you're going to be willing to learn something new, right? Every day, every project within every project is different and within every day of every project is potentially different as well. The amount of variables in the learning process are immense if you are open to it, if you embrace the fact that, you know, how it can always be an ongoing learning process. Like this is something I tell people all the time that is something of the magic of our industry and the art form within our industry for those, of, for those people who are willing to accept it, right? Because some people aren't, right? Some people aren't willing to accept it. But for those who are, it's a beautiful journey. But sometimes I feel I'm not. Sometimes I feel I'm blocked. I'm blocked. I'm closed. You know, it's not. You're not always in that state of openness. You know, I don't feel I'm always. I'm always like this. It'd be too beautiful. I have to. Be, I have to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But when I am, when I am open like this, I get everything. It's like it's like a. It's like an explosion of feeling of of create of a new, a new world. You know. But I'm, I don't feel I'm always uh, this person. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely not always that person. I was, I was thinking about something you said about breaking, breaking things, and I'm literally and literally and uh, spiritually and metaphorically. I, my parents, when they got married, they they got this. Uh, somebody gave them this uh, uh, buffet. Uh, you know, where you serve, you put dishes on the top of the mini drawers you serve. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and when I was when I was growing up as a kid, it was uh, it was in the house where I grew up. And then my parents divorced, right? And then soon after that, many years later, not soon, not many later, soon after that, my mother passed away, and then my father passed away. And so, at some point, that buffet became mine. My sisters, my sisters, it was laid out in the room, and then we all kind of said, okay, we're going to take that chair, or whatever. My, and my sisters and I are very, very, very close. Mm. And uh, at some point I was going to start a relationship with my partner and uh, the buffet came with me. <laughs> and then I carried the buffet into this house that I have, uh, that my wife and I, we have in the country in New York. And um, I, want to see it. I want to see the buffet. Now. Well, here's the story, here's the story. So, but that buffet, it just, it, 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 um, it expresses so much joy for me as much as a child eating from that, you know, things happening around that buffet and the plates that were there, there was a smell in the buffet too that was incredible that wow. even till a few little while ago it would just bring up so many memories of my childhood, but it also kind of represented like the turbulent relationship, my parents' relationship. So I always had like a, there was always a spiritual thing, spirit in it that was unsettling. And then uh, two years ago, I had to clean out my house upstate because we need to make room and we were trying to redo the house and then I got there, I was by myself and I was cleaning up and I, uh, I looked at the, I needed to move it and I needed to figure out where I was gonna put it, but ultimately I wanted to get rid of it. And uh, I, I called my sisters and I asked them, do you mind if I get rid of it? And they were both like, yes, let it go, <laughs> get rid of it. And uh, I had a hammer, man, I had a hammer and I just broke it to pieces. And it was, it was, uh, I felt crazy doing it. It felt totally irrational, but it was what I needed to do to cosmically, spiritually restart a whole conversation for my kids, my boys, my daughter, you know what I mean? About love and relationship. That's and, incredible. Uh, 
It also helped me exercise a whole pent up frustration I had about my parents' relationship. And high on the list, it was pragmatic because I couldn't put it anywhere. So I had, to, <laughs> I had to break it just to get it out of the way. And so I think that's kind of, I, I was, you said you were saying love and maybe love's not the right, but I think you're right, man, it's love. I think love is what we give up with nothing yeah. in return. And I think sometimes we have to break it. We have to break things. That's an incredible story, what you're saying about this. Deconstruct and reconstruct it to figure out where we go next, you know? Yeah. I think that's that's the beautiful part. I think that's where I received euphoria in the film journey is, I used to, when I, when I would make film, I used to want to go in, only a few films ago, you know, I would go in and I, had, I wanted to conquer an idea, visual idea. But I kind of don't go in with those expectations anymore. I really do want to like learn, you know? I want to, I want to, I want to be a better listener. I want to hear, and then I want to then yeah start to feel what the what the idea visually what the story is visually then like that i feel like this that, that's become a better process for me you know listening is everything isn't it it's very it's everything no listening yes yes i agree i agree it's phenomenal you guys have been able to share a, a huge wealth i mean it's you know i mean these are part of the things that you know brad and i always talk about and darius you're doing you know, you're helping us so well is just demystifying the idea of like what, you know, the filmmakers who are out there. I mean, there, there's a generational progress to this, right? Darius, you had clearly people who influenced you. Darius, you have been a major influence to cinematographers all over the world of Bradford's generation and more so. And Bradford, you, as much as, you know, you, you, you coyly don't want to admit it, are a major influence to a whole nother generation of filmmakers uh and 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 dps who are coming up you know so brad is, what's that brad is, brad is my inspiration <laughs> the, the intergenerational connection well that's a bit like darius was saying learning all the time i'm honest i'm, I'm just saying very true. i mean i'm it's not it's not i'm sure you're not surprised that you're my inspiration no i appreciate it I, I look at work when i see arrival when i watch arrival for me so, inspiring movie the story is told and photographed with 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 heart you know not not with technique technical only with technical it's incredibly technically achieved but but it's that's yeah i mean I'm, I'm inspiration too no, thank you thank you thank I mean, you yeah we, I need another two hours to tell you how much you've inspired me, but. <laughs> Doug, sorry to cut you, cut you. No, no, but that was beautiful. I mean, you, but you just brought in the connection that I'm talking about too, is the idea. And this is something that we try to partake, how it's, you know, like from one generation to the next and even a generation forward coming back. Like it's all about, it's the handholding, right? It's the baton, it's, it's the handholding. And I don't mean like holding someone up. I mean, the handholding of love. Yeah. Right, the way to charitably extend knowledge, you yeah. know, up and down the line, you know, is, is something that we're trying to really get across with young people in these discussions like the, that, you know, that we've had with you that we had last week with Reed. It's demystifying it for a lot of people who think this is such an impossible, you know, place to get to. And, and, and it's really not. It's about what's in your heart and your soul and, you know, how you're willing to progress with it. Right. And, you know, we're trying to show them people who've gotten to these positions and have been able to, you know, succeed in a level and, and look back, 
to help others. You know, this is something that we're trying to accomplish here. And, you know, I think step by step, we're kind of, we're kind of getting there by having people like Darius come on and be able to explain the things that inspire you, that constantly motivate you, that keep you going from, you know, one year to the next or reawaken even your process as you just discussed. It, it is truly inspiring in lots of ways. Totally. Totally. You know, lots thank of ways. Thank you. You never realize this, no, Brad. We never, you never realize this about things when you inspire other people. You know, you're when you're inspired by, by other people, but you never, you never realize these kind of things. Yeah. It's, but you, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. An angel passes a silence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is an angel that passed when there's a moment of silence. <laughs> yeah, that's, it. That's, it. that's it. You don't know, you don't you don't have this in English? Not that expression, no. Yeah. There is a gap, there is a moment where for maybe 15 seconds, I don't know. The moment silent between people talking after something like this. And then we say, Oh, an angel passed. Oh no, we don't, you don't have, have this in English? No. It's, it must be an equivalent, no? It must be some old people, some elders. Some elders probably had it. We didn't. They didn't give it to us. That's that's. But that's that's incredible. I need to use that for my kids. <laughs> we need 15 seconds for an angel to pass. Tell them an ange pass. Yeah. No. It's a beautiful image. It's a beautiful image. It is. It um, is. listen, uh, Darius. I want to thank you so much for your time on this. It's it's been a wonderful conversation. Uh, you're coming to us, you know, you know, coming to us from France. If we didn't make that clear early on, we've got a lot of people who've been tuning in who are actually in the European time zone with you. Um, you know, and that's also the beauty, right, of these Zoom things is the ability internationally to connect yeah. with people, you know, like all around the world. Like we realized that last week we had so many people come in and so many people have been going back and looking at. Um, you know, the talk we had last week from around the world, you know, these are really fans globally. I love that talk you had uh, last week. Was, uh, I, I, was, uh, I was, I really was so moving and so strong between Brad Reed and Brad, what they, what they were saying about their life was so, was, it made me, I learned a lot of things, for instance. I learned a lot of things during that, during that, uh, that uh, talk you had together. Yeah. That's why we're doing it. Oh, it's really, really, really incredible. That's when one of the great things of modern time that we can do this uh, Zoom. That's it. <laughs> Zoom. That's it. That's it. That's it's it. Really, there, there are a few good things in modern time. This is one of them. Yeah, I think so. Well, it's it's always it's been nostalgic of the, some things of the past, but this is a, a great modern thing. Communication. <laughs> Communication. Sorry to talk again about No, no, no we, we all love to hear you talk. And it's exactly, no, no. you know, you, you have much to say to all of us, you know, and this is partly what, what we had said, you know, last week when we started it is that it never in our industry has there been a time when there's so many of us around together to talk about it right now, because so many of us are just, you know, sitting on the sidelines, you know, waiting, waiting day by day. So there is no one of the best ways we feel is to have these discussions so people know how we're feeling, what we're thinking, and, you know, what brought us to projects in the past and how we did things. You know, I think it's, 
it's a wonderful thing even here to be able to come back and talk about a movie that Darius and I did over five years ago and still be able to have some fresh memories and emotions about what it was like to do that, right? It's almost like talking about children in a way, you know? Um, thank you. So Darius, thank you. I really like it. <laughs> Let's talk again. <laughs> Let's do another chat another time. Hey, I'm ready. I'm yeah, like, we will do this again. We will do this again. And I do want to let everyone know out there who's listening that there is going to be um, another, we're going to have another round table on Friday. And uh, Maria is going to be leading that one. Um, and that's going to be interesting too, uh, because we have a bunch of uh, rising young cinematographers that are friends with Maria that she knows. Um, she's going to be talking with Allison Anders, uh, Nico Aguilar, Pratik Shah, and uh, John Chima. Um, and this is going to be a really interesting talk. It's going to be something different. We're talking about, you know, crossing the, the, the generational line. So this is like a, a little bit of the newer crop, you know, that, that's coming up that, you know, long admire Darius, you and Bradford and information is going to go out for that. Um, so please, you know, let, let, let's, let's keep, keep an ear out and uh, let's get tuned in with that. And we're going to really try and keep these coming where we're going to have a couple of these discussions, uh, you know, a week just to kind of keep people interested in what we're thinking about, what we all want to talk about, you know. What will it be? What day will it be? It's going to be, it's going to be Friday, June 26th. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll personally send you some information. You want to see, see um, yeah, Maria, and just so you know, Maria's Rodrigo's daughter. She, she's she's our, our partner in this, Maria Prieto. She's uh, she's gonna be leading that group. So, you know, it'll be great to see her lead. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm Rodrigo, gonna watch her for a change. Rodrigo is so young, no? He has already a daughter that is a adult. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, once again, Darius, thank you so much. Bradford, thank you so much. Yes, thank it's you. Great, I hope everyone out there enjoyed this. Well done, my friends. Much love to all of you. Well, thank you for organizing this, this amazing uh, talk. Well, once thank again, you. it's, you know, with Maria's help and Aaron and Matthew, you know, and Bradford's help, we keep these things going. So, you know, awesome. I'm, I'm glad you, you came. I will, I will watch it for sure. Good. Yeah. We're going to get you on another one, Darius. That's a promise. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, my friend. Much love. Much love. Peace, y'all. Bye-bye. Yes. Ciao, Darius. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.